You're listening to Box Office Bros. Starring Corey Osborne. It's a party every week, baby. Embarrass me in front of Corey. How many of these guys are named Corey? And Chance Oliver. Are you prepared to take that chance? I think you ought to know what our chances are. You had your chance and you blew it. Let's start the show. Now go do that voodoo that you do. Hold on to your butts. Showtime, a-holes. Hello, 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 hello. How is it going? It is the 75th episode of the box office bros podcast how is it going to the man the myth the legend chance olivier oh it's going pretty good sir i mean i'm enjoying the day it's a little dreary out but you know nobody can help that uh i'm just uh excited to talk about the news because there's a lot of news that was super big that dropped lately No, for sure. Like, there's a lot of stuff going on. It's just crazy how, like, it's crazy how, how, like, the news can be so, like, or it's crazy how, like, not a ton can be going on due to, like, you know, like, you know, COVID and all this kind of stuff and how, like, the Mm -hmm. whole movie sphere has been, like, you know, tipped on its access and all this kind of things. So it's like one of those deals where it's crazy that as much stuff is happening, but it still is happening nonetheless. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, yeah, like, uh, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, you continue. No, I was going to say, it's just like sometimes the news drops are just like very few and far between. And other times it's like there's one big week where you get a bunch of big trailers or just news about delays or this that and the other thing but we can we can discuss that well you know right now no for sure it's just like there's uh there's a lot of stuff going on and a lot of trailer stuff we also have our um we also have our uh, shang chi um review that we're going to be doing here and it's going to be an exciting episode so we have um a couple of trailers that are of note uh we have spider-man no way home which we were talking about last time you know we were saying you know, if this were to happen, like, you know, where the hell is this trailer? And, you know, finally, it, you know, it showed up and everything like that. We also have Red Notice, a trailer that, you know, a lot of people were kind of anticipating because as three of the biggest stars out right now, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, as well as Ryan Reynolds and Gal Gadot in the movie. So, you know, a movie like that is bound to be good. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> um, yeah, I hope so. And then we also have um, some stuff that that I was thinking about. Um, you know, I, I'm a huge Avatar fan, and you know, Chance, you're also, you know, like like what are your thoughts on Avatar? I love The Last Airbender exactly. so much exactly. that might be it's one of my favorite shows of all time. Yeah, and he's like, I know, he's like, I knew, I knew that much, but there's some, you know, directions that um nickelodeon's going in with the new um avatar series as well as the new um avatar movies um that we're going to talk about as well so you know it's going to be interesting podcast a lot of stuff's going to be going on um just like my kind of ramblings there and speaking of ramblings and changing stuff i'm going to go from like least important 
to um more important as far as the trailers so let's just knock out the red notice trailer talk and get into that first and then we can get into the spider-man um because we have less to say about red notice i'm guessing um even though you know it you, you, you know <laughs> okay you know but regardless um red notice like i said in the setup there um a lot of people has have has their eyes on this because this has been a huge effort of netflix to you know get something that's huge out there for them they wanted a they wanted the three biggest stars out there right now gal gadot uh or gal gadot um dwayne the rock johnson and ron reynolds to be in this movie and yeah the trailer sucks a whole load of ass yes it does <laughs> it's really bad guys it's a really bad trailer and nothing and the thing is like i understand that ryan reynolds is deadpool and you know ryan reynolds is a real funny guy but if i had to hear ryan reynolds like this in a trailer one more time and do a quip and sound exactly like deadpool in another movie that isn't deadpool i'm gonna go nuts like i'm actually going to go nuts like i don't know what's gonna happen all i know is that i'm gonna go crazy the cats aren't gonna have a dad anymore because i'm gonna do something i don't know oh god <laughs> just kidding thor just kidding loki i will always easy. be there for you <laughs> easy <laughs> but gosh it's just like this movie was like okay let's go ahead and get into what are some things that people like Ooh, they like heists oh they like Dwayne the rock johnson oh Dwayne the rock johnson isn't really allowed to be a bad guy so let's make him an fbi fbi agent don't you know and let's have let's have them like chase Gal Gadot. Let's ha let's have them do that. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be a great old time. It's gonna be fantastic. I love this. I love this for us. Uh, it's oh like goodness. It's no, the trailer was trash. What what do you think, Chance? <laughs> it's like what if we combined a pretty good spy movie, or let's let's say we com we combined a heist movie. Well, let's say we combined an Oceans movie with Catch Me If You Can, and it was awful all the way around. That's what I described yep. in this trailer. Um, I don't know how many times I've seen The Rock tackle someone out of a window, but it's more than twice. I think it's in his contract at this point. It's like, um, I cannot be in this movie unless I am tackling somebody through a window. I think that's really what it is. I think he's just kind of obsessed with it at this point, you know? I, I need to lunge my body through a window <laughs> and shatter the glass. Maybe uh, it's a prerequisite now that he has had such a rough go with um, Vin Diesel. He's like, if I ever have any, like, aggression towards anybody on set, I need to jump through a window with them and blast them through this window. And I think this is a sign that there's some tension on the set between he and Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> if I ever have to drive a Humvee again for a movie about cars, I'm going to lose my rock shit. Gosh, I, I just can't get over how lame this movie looks. And it's like one of those things where it's like the movie's trying way too damn hard to be a thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and like, it's like, uh, I don't know. Like uh, there was some like dialogue that I kind of saw coming. Like, um, like how Gal Gadot is like the, the villain, not necessarily, I guess the antagonist or 
but rival, you know they're you know they're all gonna team up at the end. Oh, they're gonna be friends at the end. Yeah, they're all gonna team up in the end, and then this is gonna get however many streams, and then there's gonna be Red Notice too. But um, yeah, yeah, it was just like it's like the only thing you'll be is in handcuffs, and she's just like promises, promises, and I'm just like, ah ha ha, sex joke, called it. But I don't know, like. I'm sure this movie will be harmless when it actually comes out, but the trailer did not do it any favors. Like, I I don't know. Does it seem like... I don't know. Because I haven't seen Free Guy, and I want to see Free Guy because I feel like the Free Guy's trailers did super well for for me anyway. Like, I know Ryan Reynolds has been using Deadpool to promote that movie, and I guess... Free Guy is kind of a symptom of what you were just talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't know, man. This kind of looks pretty. I want to say generic, like generic from The Rock, generic from Ryan Reynolds. Like there's nothing there that's like, ooh, I want to know more about this. Well, like exactly. Like, I mean, and and for all. For all intents and purposes, there could be, but in this trailer, there just isn't. Like, like uh, the, the thing is, the, it's like this. You're you're right. The thing is, it could be a movie that's like a really good movie with a really bad trailer because those movies do exist. It's just that this trailer is like because I saw the promotional images and I had I was already sour on it, not because I didn't like these actors. I actually do like them quite a bit, but it was one of those things where I was like, "Ugh, it's another one of these things. It's another one of these Hollywood projects where they're like, yeah, let's do this thing that's worked before, except we're mm-hmm. going to do it again. And slightly shittier. Yeah. And then oh, I got to know, like, I'm not too excited for this one, but we'll see. Maybe the next trailer will be better and we'll be, you know, talking its praise and we'll say, Oh, of course not. We were never sour on this movie, you know, four months ago. And then you, you know, flash to this podcast where we're completely crapping on it. But anyways, Red Notice doesn't look so good. Um, On slightly better trailer news, unless you had anything else to say about Red Notice. No, more like something else that's red that I'd like to notice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're talking about that spider guy. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. see, I see what you did there. Oh, look at them moving pictures. Moving pictures with Spidey. Spider-Man is a menace. <laughs> okay. Uh, anyways, have you seen any of those Spider-Man? The, like, S- Raimi Spider-Man memes have yes. arisen from the ashes because of this trailer. And that's what I really love. And one of my favorite ones yet is Spider-Man um, with a Photoshopped butt. Like, his butt looks bigger. And Green mm-hmm. Goblin's but <laughs> looks bigger as well and he's like i'm gonna get that ass spot of my we'll meet again spider-man we'll meet again spider-man <laughs> anyways um with that said spider-man no way home the trailer that we thought we were never going to get finally came out and it is okay it's a really it's an okay teaser like it's it's a fine trailer there is a really cool part at the end that i really enjoyed um but like i don't know it's one of those things where it's like i really 
I'm really worried about this movie in some aspects because um, I'm afraid that this is going to be um, WandaVision all over again, but a com- on a completely different, um, you know, level mm-hmm. of fan expectation and tempering fan expectation. And they did a really good job of gauging those. They did a really good job of gauging those expectations. But at the same time, I could really see this movie disappointing people unless it's exactly what they want. I'm seeing Mm -hmm. the possibilities of this being another The Last Jedi for people. So anyways, uh, Chance, without with my, you know, diarrhea of thoughts and all that stuff with that little intro there. What did you think of the trailer? Holy shit. This is like a well, first of all, it's like a smorgasbord of the MCU in general um, with. Like Spider-Man has a new dad in Doctor Strange. Uh, well, I guess I'll break down the premise of the trailer. The basically everyone knows Peter Parker is Spider-Man, and he doesn't like that, so mm-hmm. he goes to his buddy Doctor Strange to make fix that. And through some meddling, and Peter Parker not wanting to tell people his secret identity yet again, uh, they break the multiverse essentially. Mm-hmm. Something timey wimey with Loki. I'm sure that's gonna be connected in some sort of way anyway this trailer is incredible i mean well i think it was incredible just because of the i'm gonna admit i'm gonna admit something nostalgia is playing a huge part in this um so the my favorite parts are dr strange um wong telling dr strange not to do something stupid um (laughs) We'll talk more about Wong later. Trust me. Um, oh yes, we have a lot. We we have a lot to talk about Wong. We might as well rename this um, episode the Wong Cast. <laughs> <laughs> What's Wong? What's Wong I'll up to? You. Apparently, a lot. Apparently, like he just sneaks away and does so much stuff in the meantime. Yeah. But anyways, <laughs> but uh, so this trailer had this trailer. I I love this trailer. Like it has, it has um. It has MJ, it has a little bit of Ned, it has Aunt May. I okay, I'm just gonna skip straight to the end. Um they break the multiverse through mm-hmm. whatever means Doctor Strange used to shatter reality, and you see a lot of subtle hints and not so subtle hints towards a multiverse of madness. Um you get a you get lightning that might suggest electro. You see maybe some, maybe a shadowy figure that might be a lizard. You see a shadowy sandy thing that might be a sandman. You see a glowing pumpkin bomb with some some dude's maniacal laughter playing in the background. It has to be. It has to be old Dobby. It's got. Hopefully it's got to be you. Hopefully, his first scene. He's dressed up like a grandma. And then um, he turns around and goes, and there's stock footage of a grandma going. Ah! <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's you who's out, Gabby, out of your mind. <laughs> it's you um, who's out, Gabby, out of your mind. So, Goodness. and then you see the tentacles of Dr. Octopus uh, and the very familiar looking ones. They're not a new version, an MCU version, but you see a Raimi Dr. Octopus tentacle. And then, right then, you see a de-aged Alfred fucking Molina 
in a black trench coat. Oh, not a not a trench coat. What would you call that, Corey? Um, I'm not entirely sure what you. Is that would a call parka? It. All I'm saying, he's looking good. He's looking. He's real looking good. dapper. He's in looking a black real jacket. dapper. He's looking real fresh. The he's just Marvel's like, de-aging Hello. has mm-hmm. been doing a pretty good job there. And he just says, hello, Peter. And I'm just like, oh, my God. Holy and it's shit. like, which Peter is he talking to? Like, exactly. Shoot, it's crazy. And I'm like this. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no. I was going to say this. Like, I'm not going to go around and act like I didn't like this trailer. It's not that I didn't like it. It's that I just want this movie already. And mm-hmm. it's one of those things where, like, the only thing that gets me a little concerned about this trailer is the whole Marvel stuff of it all. And, like, I understand we wouldn't be able to get the explainer of the multiverse without the Doctor Strange of it all and all of these different things like that. Mm -hmm. But as long as this movie doesn't lean too much into, um, you know, like, Peter being a part of the MCU and this practically kind of being Doctor Strange's story as well. Like, I, I really just want this to be a very Peter-centric story. And mm-hmm. I would love for this movie to, like, and I know, like, I was talking about fan expectations, but I'd love for this movie to be not necessarily a reset of the character of Peter Parker, but a course correction in a place where it's a little more classic. You know what I mean? Where mm-hmm. Peter's involved with the MCU and he's working around it, but Peter's just this kid. You know, Peter's yeah. just this kid working on things. People don't really know his people don't know who he is, but they know they can rely on him to save New York um when they're yeah, in a pinch or everything like that. So he's like even like yeah, so like I want him to be his own Spider Man. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And it would and like if everybody knows he's Peter Parker, that's definitely not gonna be a thing. You know what I mean? Right. So like there's no yeah, like there's no New York pride around Spider-Man like there was in the Raimi and even the uh, Mark Webb uh, Amazing Spider-Man movies, you know, it's just like you never you don't get the feel that like outside of like um, Homecoming, you don't you don't like get a feel that like, oh, this is this is New York superhero. This is like a man, you know, of the city like. I don't want to sound too Oliver Queen, you know, this city uh, thing, but. Uh, um, oh, gosh, the way I that just the feel Arrowverse, like, the way that the Arrowverse just tipped off. Anyways, continue on. Uh, yeah, like I want I don't know. I want Peter to be by himself a lot of the time. Like he like he hasn't been by himself. Like there has always been like if this was Peter, like say the multiverse was collapsing and because of the events of Loki and like, he wasn't around Dr. Strange this whole movie. And like, uh, say like he has to solve the problem himself. Like, cause you know, he's never been by himself in the movie. Like Iron Man was around in his first solo movie. Uh, you had Nick Fury watching his back in far from home. He's been in Avengers movies. He's been in Captain America, civil war. Like, I think, I think that, we hopefully we get what you hopefully we get that by the end of this movie where like no one knows he's spider-man anymore but he can just be by himself and maybe you know he'll be because i think that's the thing that a lot of the spider-man movies get wrong is like spider-man's like an adult for most of his run in the comic books like he's only a kid 
in the first, in the early issues of the comic book. Like there's been times where he's been in college and post college, like been in his twenties. Like I kind of want to see more of that Spider-Man to be honest. And like, and I, I get what you're saying. I like, I've really liked the coming of age Peter Parker story that we're having, but I, the way that I think of this is I think of this as the high school trilogy. Mm-hmm. And eventually I would love to have a Tom Holland college kind of trilogy where, mm-hmm. you know, and I think what's a perfect time for him to have this college trilogy is if nobody knows that he's Peter. You know what I mean? Because yeah. then he could function in college and not have to deal with so many people being like, hey, you're Peter Parker. Rah, 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 rah. Or anything like, yeah, like do that. A, do a flip, Spider Man. Yeah, do do a flip. But um, what I would love to see is I would love to kind of just um, I'd love to have um, like Spider him dealing with the consequences to some of his actions, um, in a way like because obviously he's dealing with the consequences of his actions. But it's technically just Mysterio, Mysterio doxing him and everything like mm-hmm. that. But I would love to see the consequences of his actions be something that he has to deal with, something that actually is his fault. So in mm-hmm. him changing, like he needs to understand that things are irreversible. So like I, I really hope that by the end of this movie, um peter is at a point where he doesn't necessarily lose all of the relationships that he's had because that would be depressing but it Mm -hmm. would be one of those things where he's kind of at stage one as far as his or like he's grown so much but it's almost like not a lot of people have been there for that growth it's only something Mm -hmm. that he has been a part of you know what i mean and so he's the only one it's like when like everyone except the protagonist gets their memory wiped. Yeah, exactly. And so he's the only one who remembers the journey that they've made. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say like it would be a really cool thing of him exploring his like because because I I know what they're gonna do. They're probably gonna do this thing where you know they build up him and MJ's relationship and then they're just gonna yank it from them and everything Mm -hmm. like that because him being peter parker or him being spider-man is not necessarily very to the center of it or anything like that but like he needs to understand that even if he wasn't spider-man there's a high likelihood that mj would still like him because they Mm -hmm. like him because she likes him because he's peter and he needs to Mm -hmm. understand that um like the life that he has either he has to completely put it together or he has to have it completely apart he can't have his cake and he can't eat it too and i think that's kind of where they're going with this story i just really hope that they don't lean or i hope they don't lean too much on the doctor strange of it all and i think they are that's the only kind of issue but hey maybe it's something where they lean into the doctor strange of it all and then it's complete sinister six which would be fine by me (laughs) i yeah i'm really interested in a well, like, I'll only say this. Like, I'm al- I'm almost a little bit disappointed we didn't get to see an MCU Sinister Six. Like, I agree. Like, I would have really liked to see new iterations of Doc Ock, new iterations of Electro, of Sandman, of Green Goblin. Um, 
I'd like to see an MCU version of Venom that is a little less Tom Hardy. But you know what? We got what we have. Um, I'm sure. I'm sure Tom Hardy will be showing up any minute now. I'm really glad that you said that, by the way, because like as much as like so many people love Venom, I I like Venom a lot. I think it's funny. I think it's quirky, but it's like, uh, it's just so much Tom Hardy. Yeah, like. And it the is reason like, Venom works is because he's married to the Spider-Man mythos. I don't know. Like, yeah, it would be nice. And the thing is, is like, I eventually want to see like an Agent Venom. I want to see all that kind of stuff. Um, even though like our Flash, I couldn't see him becoming um, Agent Venom eventually. No, just just in the way that they've characterized him. Maybe in the multiverse, but. Um, I just think that stuff is very interesting, and I think a lot of, um, I think there's a lot to be said about the trajectory that's um, going on here, but it is an absolutely crazy trailer. There's been a lot of leaks, so be careful mm-hmm. on the internet, because I've seen a very, very blurry picture of what um, is so blurry that you don't even know if it's real or not blurry, but I've seen a very blurry picture of what the green goblin's supposed to look like. And if they yeah, go with that design, too. if they go with that design, I'd honestly be okay with it. But needless to say, be careful if you don't want to get spoiled for this movie. Okay, I think I know what you're talking about and I don't want to say it just in case someone wants to see that for the reveal of the movie. Um I guess going into the rest of the trailer, you see you see a bunch of suits for Peter in this movie. Um Yeah, I like the you, black one. That one looks pretty I, dope. I, yeah, so like a black one that looks like magical. Mm-hmm. Um, you see the black and red one from the end of Far From Home, which might be my favorite one. Mm-hmm. I like that's that a, one a that's lot. That's a great trip. That's a great suit. I wish it was the permanent one because you also see Ugh. the Iron Spider yet again. Like they really need to just kill this damn suit. Like, if, like I like, hope it's a like, placeholder. Like, please burn the suit with fire. I really like, just want them to get this suit taken care of. Like, can the suit just please stop? Can they stop so it with this damn suit? It's not a good looking suit. My my part, the part of it that pisses me off about the suit isn't even the fact that it's the Iron Spider suit. They could have the Iron Spider suit. I don't mind. I like. I would have loved if it was just designed like the original Iron Spider suit. Yeah, but the red and yellow. It's just like this. It's just this monstrosity. Of trying it's to an Iron mix Man everything suit. together. Yeah, exactly. And it's just like, guys, he's Spider-Man. Like, you really need to remind everybody, like, hey, this guy is Spider-Man, you know? But uh, regardless, I'll get off of my soapbox there. But hopefully he's not in that suit for long, or hopefully it's a placeholder. Because, um, you know, there is a very good possibility. I'm not going to say that it's something that's 100%. But there is a possibility that different spider-men are gonna be there you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and so they're trying to just kind of switch things around and it is kind of interesting because like a lot of people are bringing up the fact that peter parker is wearing the same thing as toby's peter and Mm -hmm. um this trailer at some points and it's just really interesting and it's like even though he's peter in his own universe is doc ock just seeing um toby mcguire like what's kind of the deal here mm-hmm. i don't understand what's really going on 
I'm still putting my expectations very low because I am not going to let this be my Mephisto or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to let this, I'm not going to let unrealistic expectations um, arise out of all of this. But all I'm saying is I'm going to, I this is going to be one of those turn off your, uh, delete social media off of your phone kind of a movie. You know what I mean? You know how like yes. before Star Wars movies or before like the Avengers movie, the like Avengers movies, you literally have to delete the Facebook app. You have to delete the Twitter app, all this different crap just so you don't get spoiled. This, this is going to definitely be one of those movies. Dude, I mute words on Twitter and then Twitter will just fucking spoil me on its own because, you know, those like, you know, those topics that like Twitter's like, oh, topics we think you'd be interested in. Mm-hmm. Like I saw a Suicide Squad spoiler in one of those. I was just like, why would you show me this, you dickhead of an app? Like, um, I'm just like, Twitter, you need to, you need, you need to be stopped. Twitter does um, need to be stopped in most cases. I, I, I get what you mean there. <laughs> uh, when you like something, it's a retweet. When you retweet something, it's still a retweet. Have likes be likes and retweets be retweets. That's my soapbox for that. Uh, <laughs> what you said about it leaning into the MCU too much, I also... I also would like to see like Peter be it's it be Peter's movie because I'm also worried that like if at the end of the day we do see Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield back as their respective Peter Parkers and Spider-Man. I don't want them to overshadow Tom Holland. I would like, love for it just to be a cameo if they are in it. You know what I mean? Like, like maybe they, 10 minutes at the end. Yeah. Like they fight together. They're like, hey, Peter, you got this. You got and it, like, dude. <laughs> like, uh, you, you know, like uh, Garfield does that, like, eh, I don't know, like voice he does with Peter Parker. And then, like, Tobey Maguire says something corny, like, as his Spider-Man, like. He's like, you, you got know, it crazy, Gobby. Yes. You're off your rocker, Gobby. Oh, no, I need to pay the rent because he fixed like, that damn door. <laughs> It's you who's Iron Spider. Out of your, I don't know. There's something like I don't know, but um, yeah, like you also see like uh, him running around without his mask on, obviously because people know who he, like he's being swarmed. I really, yeah. I would like to see. I wonder how long in the movie it's gonna go with like people knowing his identity before he goes to Doctor Strange. Um. Also, there's like a cool part with like a. You see, like, the Doctor Strange, like, shattering of dimensions, like, where, like, the city, like, turns into Inception. Um, and, like, very Doctor Strange vibes in Spider-Man. I wonder if... I mm, I wonder if Raimi's gonna be a producer on this movie. He has to be, right? I don't know. I'd, I'd have to check, because I'm pretty sure all that stuff... Because the movie's completely shot. It's in the can. We should have seen the movie already, actually. Like the yes, movie, we should have. The movie should have come out in July. Um, Stupid virus. Yeah, gosh. It's like, hey, people who proceed to not get vaccinated. And I know we go off on this every single podcast, but wear your mask, get vaccinated, and then we'll actually be able to watch movies and you won't be able to and you won't have to hear Chance and I bitch about this. Anyways. No, never again will we bitch <laughs> about something probably well you know not just not this particular thing 
We'll find something new to bitch about. Something less important to bitch Let's about. Let's see. So producer, good old Amy Pascal, Kevin well, Feige, yeah, Mitchell Bell, uh, Joanne uh, Piritano. Um, no, he. I don't mm. think he is. Maybe not a producer credit, but I wouldn't be shocked if his name was in the credits somewhere. Yeah, at some point, because it, it would be it would be really weird for them to not mention him. You know what I mean? Because like he's he's like literally he's already the in the building. Like he's already in the building mm-hmm. with Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Doctor Strange is in the Spider Man movie. He's already made a Spider Man movie. His characters are appearing in the movie. Exactly. It would it would bewilder me if he's not mentioned in the credits. Oh, most definitely. And he, he um, had to be talking with John Watts while making this movie because, like, yes. how else are you going to get down the characterization of uh, Doc Ock or Green Goblin without the master of Sam, of, um, Sam Raimi? You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. Like, those are his two, I, like, like, Spider-Man 2 is regarded as one of the best superhero movies of all time. Um, of course, you're going to want to know how he directed Melina. You're going to want to know how probably his most iconic character outside of Spider-Man is William Defoe's Green Goblin. Like, oh, for sure. Exactly. Like, you don't want to just go cold turkey. You'd probably like to know what he had and like what he, what he would recommend for, you know, this multiverse movie considering both of these characters die in their respective movies. It'd mm-hmm. be very interesting. I, I also wonder how they're going to do that. Like, were they, were they plucked moments before they died in the multiverse? Are these like alternate versions of the same characters from a, you know, a Raimi adjacent universe, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? No, for sure. Like, I, I definitely don't know. Like, I hope they're not jumping the shark with this, but yeah. at the same time, I'm still very excited and I think they're gonna excuse me for yawning. Um, I think they're going to um, I think they're gonna rely on people's knowledge of of Spider Man because people mm-hmm. like and sometimes I'll forget this too. Spider Man is a billion dollar franchise. It makes a lot of money, and a lot of people are very even the um like main movie going audience. They're very familiar with the characters of Spider Man because like he's, he's just that man most... popular. He's like the Superman. He's like he has Superman and and Batman levels of popularity, except he's a Marvel property. You know what I mean? So it's yeah, just he's like the one of those most iconic character mm-hmm. of Marvel comics. So it genuinely makes sense. Hence the reason why his fandom can be kind of crazy. But yes, they can be. No, gosh, it's so nuts because it's like it's just I feel sorry for Tom Holland sometimes. It's like the sheer mm-hmm. hatred that he gets just because. He's a Spider-Man that, okay, and here's my thing, and this is my theory about Spider-Man, Marvel movies in general, and also Star Wars and everything like that. I think people have never really, or people sometimes consider this, but sometimes I don't think that people consider how old they were when they consumed certain media. Um, people, a lot of people like the prequels because of the age and because of the nostalgia that comes with it. Mm-hmm. We like the Raimi Spider-Man movies, which personally, I think they're a lot better than the prequels with age and everything like that. 
but we like the Spider-Man Raimi movies because we grew up with those movies. When something is different than the way that we grew up with it, there's bound to be some, you know, some things that like just aren't right in our head with it. And so people go a little bit on the deep end when it's not exactly the way they think it should be. With that said, Mm -hmm. I think John Watts really needs to really needs to like get his shot composition a lot better with with Tom's Peter. I think there needs to be more POV um, Spider-Man shots. And Mm -hmm. I think there needs to be more like like just. Because a lot of these movies are like the Tom Holland movies, I think they're quite good, actually. But I still think that they they like lose on the epicness that even sometimes the Andrew Garfield movies captured. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so, like, I really think that um, that's a thing that he really needs to explore more as he works on the Spider-Man. And, you know, if there's any movies movie to do that, it's this one. And you see... Yeah. I am already kind of seeing it because if you notice in that shot um, when he's looking at the lady in the car and then his you can tell his Spider-Man, his sense is kicking in because the world's blurring around him kind of. That mm-hmm. shot was so different than any other shot I've seen in any of his Spider-Man movies so far. So like yeah. hopefully he's going to start delving into that, especially as he's going into these new universes, you know? So mm-hmm. it seems a little bit more epic because Spider-Man, regardless of if, if it's in the MCU or not, it needs to feel different. You know what I mean? Right. Because it's Spider-Man. Exactly. Like, I don't know. I would like to see him swing from some tall buildings in this movie. That's, mm-hmm. all, that's all I'm saying. Um. I don't know. Do you have anything else to say about the Spider-Man trailer? Um, uh, not really. Yeah, I mean, it's a great trailer. I can't wait to see the movie. Uh, again, Alfred Molina looks great. Doctor, uh, not Doctor, uh, Doctor Doom. I don't know why I was thinking about Doctor Doom. Uh, Green Goblin's laugh sounds sadistic enough. So I can't wait to finally we we can see crazy William Dafoe once again <laughs> instead of him. You know teaching Aquaman how to water bend. Let uh, me get that ass, Spider-Man. <laughs> coming for those cheeks, Spider-Man. I have your rent, Spider-Man. I'm going to be your <laughs> goblin daddy. Your goblin <laughs> sugar daddy. <laughs> Spider-Man. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, um, goodness. Anyway, I, w- <laughs> I wonder if they'll have the... Is the lady who played old Aunt May in the Raimi verse still alive? I wonder if they'll have her in this. Uh, I sure hope not. <laughs> no. I hope that old woman is dead. God. Corey. I, I don't hope he's, she's dead. I just personally <laughs> did not like her that much as an Aunt May. Oh, you didn't like uh, old Aunt May? Oh, she's still alive. She's still kicking. He's Ooh. old. Could she? Could she be the new Stanley? <laughs> Let's see. What's the last movie she was in? Okay, she was in a show called The Undoing what on year? HBO Max. Uh, yeah, she. Uh, goodness. Anyway, she's so... born in 1927. Good lord, that's crazy. 
That means she's 94 this year. If my math is correct. Uh, so, yeah. Anyway, uh, sorry, we're getting distracted, but uh, the Spider-Man trailer looks awesome. It looks cool. Hopefully it doesn't turn out to be a Spider-Man 3 or Amazing Spider-Man 2 situation where there's too much in the movie and it gets distracting. But consider us hyped. Yeah. Corey, <laughs> would you like to uh, move on to the movie that we saw last night? We did the see the day a movie. it came out. We saw a movie last night. The day it came out, we were full on Marvel shills. We yes, showed we up and we watched um, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. And uh, I don't know. The movie was great. The movie yes. was the movie was fantastic. I really, really, really enjoyed it. Um it's definitely one of those movies that you watch it and I had to keep on like reminding myself that I was watching an MCU movie, which is a really good feeling. And it's not that I don't like the MCU. I know I've been like saying, yeah, let's not rely so much on the MCU. And I've been kind of like poo pooing that kind of stuff. And like, I love Mm -hmm. the MCU. Don't get me wrong. I just really want their movies to not be as samey as they've been. Mm -hmm. But with that said, this movie proves that they're not afraid to delve into some different things. This movie is beautiful. It's heartfelt. Um, there are so many. Um, there's just so many awesome themes of family, themes of love, and themes of regret, and just like it's like one of those things where it's really interesting because like I'm hard pressed to find like a Marvel movie that I've been so like just so over the moon for, cause it's really been a while. Um, yeah. I was watching uh, a video that Chris Stuckman did shout out to Chris Stuckman. He makes some good content, but he talked about how this is like his favorite solo Marvel movie since Thor Ragnarok. And he might be right when it comes to that. Like, yeah, if you think about, um, as far as like movies that are different and everything like that, and it's like the way that this movie felt was just so great. The fight court, you, you like if y'all have read reviews or like heard or like watched videos on it or anything like that or listened to any other podcast for people who've seen it already, the action is just so damn good, and it's, it's not incredible. good in the way that um winter soldier is it's better the action is better than winter soldier in my opinion yeah but it's like better in the way because it's like kung fu and simu lu is uh fantastic in the film by the way but since he is there doing his stunts you see him it's like keanu reeves where like like you get the benefit of going at any angle seeing the star because and they're not having to hide them through stunt doubles or anything like that so you can truly see him fighting and there are so many like you know it's a great has some great action when chance and i are talking about the action scenes after the movie has started and we're like oh we like this scene oh but we like this scene too oh we like this scene too oh this other stuff Mm -hmm. happened in this one and it was just so cool it was a really good movie um it expanded the world of the mcu uh, I'm really excited to see Shang-Chi. Um, 
interact with the rest of the MCU because Sumo Liu has already like he's already um established himself as a movie star. Like this guy, like get this guy in some more movies because he's great. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, I'll digress for us for a moment here. Chance, what did you think? What are your initial thoughts of the film? This movie's so fun. Like I, it like I, I know so, fun is what someone says when the movie is like bad but enjoyable this movie is enjoyable and fun at the same time like it just feels like it it feels like it comes from a real place Mm -hmm. like i honestly it feels like everything black widow wasn't to me like it feels like it comes from a genuine place of caring of like family and um just attention to detail like i'll say I'll say, I mean, everyone can like, everyone because like everyone can relate. Maybe not everyone, but a lot of people relate to like you know relationships with their parents, and you know these feelings of like doubt and regret, and you know sorrow. And I'm not saying this movie is like you know an Olympic swimming pool deep, but you know it's it 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 makes you feel a little bit, um, mm-hmm. especially and that, also especially that ending part there. Like yes. the the end the final kind of confrontation that he had with his dad and like there's like flashbacks incorporated and all that kind of stuff. It really it really does hit you. But what were you saying, Chance? Sorry. Oh, I was gonna say, like, it also it also does friendship really well, I think. Like a lot oh, of people sure. a lot of people I think a lot of people who don't like Aquafina don't like Aquafina because they saw Raya and the Last Dragon. Mm-hmm. But I thought I thought like Cause like his name's Sean, like he, cha- like, like he ran away and his name was Shung, but he changed his name to Sean, uh, <laughs> in America. And so like Shung and Katie, I think are like one of the best friend duos in the MCU. Like, I'm not even kidding. Like, I think their, their, um, their banter and their dialogue is super fun to me. Um, I think that Aquafina does a great job. I think, I think that um oh what's what is his sister's name because he has a sister in this movie it's kind of hard because um the name because the thing is i i just butcher so many names all the time especially when they're not like bill or john or anything like that so i'm definitely going to completely get this wrong and i'm so sorry uh, to everybody here, but oh, it's Jai Ling. Jai Li. Okay. Jai Li. Jai Li. Jai Ling. Ling. Jai Ling. Okay. Yeah, I think so. Maybe. Uh, well, like they also do like sibling spats pretty well. Like, I I know what it's like to be pissed off at my brother and what I want to do when I'm pissed off at him. Like, I feel like that's a very very relatable thing to the movie. Um. I'll also say this, the choreography is incredible. Mm-hmm. Um that first like I thought I was wondering how much time the movie was gonna do with like the daily life of uh Sean and Katie, uh when because like their their car valets in the beginning of the movie, like mm-hmm. uh, it's kinda like they're you're establishing you're establishing uh well, besides the opening dialogue where you see <laughs> the mandarin who does not like calling himself the mandarin i'll say that um, no for sure uh but yeah you get 
kind of some sweet parts with Katie's family about how how Shung cares about her family too. Uh, like her old grandma is asking, oh, when are you two going to get married? And we're just like, <laughs> we're just friends, okay? Um, and they actually are just friends. Like, no, like they're, that was they're such very a, refreshing. Yeah, it was very sweet seeing their friendship unfold in the way that it is. Because the thing is, is that like, uh, you see like the acceptance that they have for each other. Like Katie mm-hmm. is very accepting of the fact that um, Sean doesn't want to say a lot of things, but at the same time, when like stuff hits the fan, she's like, "Hey, you got to tell me these things," because yep. you know it's not like we're like rinky dink, you know, barely friends. Mm-hmm. I'm like, "You're my best friend," and all this kind of stuff. She's but like, "We're she- bros, bro." <laughs> and uh, with that said, since we were pretty spoiler free in that first kind of deal there for you uh the rest of this is going to be very spoilerific um but hey watch the movie it's very very good i highly recommend it um i haven't been this excited after watching a marvel movie in a little bit um like probably since probably since infinity war was when i was just like oh wow because the thing is is i was pretty oh wow after endgame to be fair in a different way because i really liked endgame I just like Infinity War a little bit more. Just a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Shang-Chi is really good. And with the fact of like Marvel and Kevin Feige, they weren't downplaying this movie, but they definitely were. They're definitely like going crazy after Eternals as opposed to Shang-Chi. And if Eternals mm-hmm. ends up being as good or better than Shang-Chi, um wow marvel's gonna have a hell of a year this year like shoot yeah as far as quality of their um movie properties and their and their television shows their television shows Mm -hmm. have been really good some not some were okay but you know we'll (laughs) but um with with that said really great stuff um now we're getting into spoilers so spoilers beware oh my gosh the beginning of this movie is just so gosh gosh darn gorgeous the beginning of this movie is beautiful and it's like like it's the story of well like basically the mandarin's name is wen wu and Mm -hmm. it just goes through kind of his stories of him finding the ten rings and how like he conquered all this stuff for a thousand years and he's really old but then eventually he comes into contact with this like magical place and that's where he meets um shang and Xiling's um uh daughter or Xiling's mo- or mom i don't know i said daughter but mom and it's just a beautiful story like it's just a genuinely beautiful story about these two meeting each other and it also is like the heartbeat of what shang really has to go through in order to eventually like be um like I don't want to say defeat his father because that's like a little bit like eh, that's not really exactly what happens, but make him see the light. Make yeah, to make him see the light because basically his mother was the only person who could ever beat you know the Mandarin and all that kind of stuff, and it was through like you know her peace of mind and you know her attention to her environments and all that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. and it's so cool how that through line goes throughout the entire story to the end and you can tell a story is good and is well thought out 
when from beginning of the end to end it's really focusing on its same the same sensibilities throughout and that's what i felt like from a thematic point of view that's what i thought that this movie how i thought this movie was so special because it really paid attention to those things and it was just so much as so much fun seeing the story unfold yeah i i agree like if i like seeing them like you know like i i honestly like that um they they do acknowledge iron man 3 in several ways we'll get to that later um you know he doesn't even like the the word mandarin because he's like they called me a chicken dish can you believe that like just like i like the use of the like because the movie uses flashbacks in a way to kind of show like how shung grew up and how like his relationship to his mom and and then relationship to his dad after his mom passes away um like it's done super well um i don't know it's i was very like like i said before it's very heartfelt and also the fact that the movie does carry it like as a through line like it doesn't really lose sight of it like it's his mo like the motivators are their relationship with their father and their father's relationship with their mother and their relationship with their mother. Like that's kind of the driving force throughout the whole movie. Um, also like getting off of, um, I mean, sticking, sticking to, uh, other parts that I liked, um, guess, uh, I don't know. There isn't like a, like a good way to bring this up, but like, okay. So, uh, <laughs> You you remember Trevor from Iron Man three, the guy who was the Mandarin. Yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> they brought back Sir Ben Kingsley as Trevor Slattery from Iron Man three. Like that is applause. Like like what you said with Spider Man earlier about them leaning too much into the MCU. This movie leans the perfect amount into the MCU. Mm-hmm. Like you see, so. There's a part where they go to Jiling's, um, like she has this underground fight club, and uh, you see, you see Wu fighting the Abomination, like from the trailer. You mean Wong? And that's, or no, no, yeah, Wong, not Wu. Why did I say Wu? You see Wong fighting the Abomination, and it was a really cool part where it's just like, oh, you're gonna hit me hard. Well, how do you like it? And he uses the portal for the Abomination to punch himself in the face. Uh, so that's like, and you only see Wu for a little bit in the actual movie movie. Um, and also like, and that's all you see of Abomination. So I feel like, I feel like they did a good job of not like having Abomination be a huge distraction from the rest of the movie. You know what I mean? No, for sure. And I'm definitely just curious to see him. Like, what's he up to? Like, like he's, pr- like oh, he's sorry, just ahead. he's just cage fighting he's just doing his thing but it, it's just crazy but anyways yeah well i think because his name is blonsky right um yeah i think so like i think he's supposed to be in she hulk mm-hmm. so i guess maybe that's just kind of like hey remember this guy well guess who's coming up next that sort of thing um also like like so yeah it uses it uses the MCU references sparingly and the one reference that doesn't use sparingly 
fits right in because it's Trevor from Iron Man 3 who was the fake Mandarin, you know, and then, you know, Aldrich Killian saying, I am the Mandarin, but, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure that everyone's forgetting about Aldrich Killian because I feel like Trevor was more iconic than he was. Um, no, but like, I'd also want to say, like, and stop me if I'm rambling too long, Corey, oh, no. but the, the movie's humor is super good. Oh, yeah, it's definitely really good because, like, a lot of people get, like, eh, Marvel humor, eh, Marvel quip. It was definitely one of those movies where um, it didn't, like, it didn't kill the quip. It didn't kill a serious moment just for the um, expense of a quip. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And the, but, like, so the emotional beats hit, but then the funny beats also hit. Because there's a decent amount of time where you're laughing and you're having a good at times. But it was always at an appropriate time. It wasn't happening just to undercut a little bit of emotion, you know? So I thought that was really good. But, yeah, the, the humor was very great. It was just well implemented in the film. So, yeah, it was great. Yeah, like uh, like there's a there's a part where Shang has to fight his sister in, like, the, uh, the battle ring. And, like, like, he has to, like, they take his shirt off. He's just like, and like uh Katie's just like, what happened to your shirt? <laughs> like I it was done I like I don't know why I found that line so funny. And there was like a part where like she bet against him in the fight against his sister and she like got a bunch of money. Um also, um I know I know we mentioned that like uh Trevor was in the movie, but he is super like his presence is so funny, like like I don't know what it is about Ben Kingsley like doing like this crazy person that makes me laugh so much, but he does it very well. Um I guess I'd also mention that his um like they don't waste a whole bunch of time like uh getting to places like um so like the third act of the movie takes place in like their mom's home village and um it's kind of like a big deal to get there, but like it, they, they basically do it with like a, like a couple minute action scene of them driving through like this magical bamboo forest. And it's a really like fun scene. And like, it's not like some, like I don't like drag it out. Like, cause I could have, I thought for a minute that they were going to drag it out. Like, Oh, it's so hard to get here. Like this magical MacGuffin town. Like, Nope, we're here. Um, I guess I know we're kind of like hip hopping around Corey. So if like there, I ever pass something that you want to talk about, just go ahead. Mm -hmm. Sorry. Um, if you see me texting here, I'm just handling something real quick, by the way. <laughs> oh no, you, you good. Uh, live your truth, handle your business. But, uh, <laughs> um, like you get to meet, uh, the village, like you go into the village of their mom and you see like these, um, like these cool animals. Um, and you also meet like they also speak like a lot of um is it chinese yeah they, they speak, speak yeah they speak a lot of chinese in the movie and yeah, like and, and i thought I'm that was really that. refreshing and i thought that was really cool so if y'all hate subtitles yeah shut up um sucks to be you learn to watch anime i guess <laughs> but it was like i thought that was really interesting the way that they kind of just really delved into like i don't like i would have to talk to somebody who is immer who's actually immersed in that culture to see who is accurate or anything like that. But I thought that it was very interesting seeing them really just dive in there and really just being 
unabashedly different in the way that they did this because it almost seems like you know how like they're really trying to lean into the you know chinese audience for uh mulan and everything like that i feel Mm -hmm. like they're this is a movie where they're truly succeeding at that you know what i mean and um in a good way too because like like this movie in a lot of ways i feel like this is going to be something where um you know in the same way that black panther was something awesome moving forward i think this is going to be awesome moving forward for the asian community um as far as marvel films and i think this one went a step further than black panther in my opinion in a lot of ways because of the sheer difference that it had because like obviously black panther was really really good and there's a lot of there's some like it, it is a movie in its own but that is very much a movie that is set in the MB- mcu in the way yeah. that it's presented and everything like this this movie's mm-hmm. obviously set like shang chi is obviously like centered in the mcu but it is just it is so different like there's so many times with the way that the movie is shot is gorgeous um even the trailers don't necessarily give it justice because you see something that's a little drab in the trailers but then you Mm -hmm. watch it on the big screen and it looks absolutely gorgeous i'm just so excited to watch this movie again i'm really excited to see it on the big screen again because i'm going to try and watch it in theaters again and it's um it has a 45 day um theatrical run basically is what they're going to be doing with these new movies whether it's eternals or shang chi or anything like that um Mm -hmm. because after 45 days we'll be able to watch it on disney plus um i'm not saying wait don't don't wait and for the 45 days and then watch it it. now see it it in theaters if you want this movie to make money and get sequels so um anyways um but i'm excited to watch it um it's definitely going to be a movie that i um I'm always going to look up to when we have our MCU rewatches and everything like that. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I also would mention real quick. Uh, well, a few things. Um, uh, the actual rings, like in the comic books, the Mandarin, the 10 rings of the Mandarin are like literal magical power rings that I think they all do different things uh, apart. I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Iron Man villains are kind of whack just in general. Um, like they're all Cold War inspired, you know, Mandarin, Crimson Dynamo, that sort of thing. Um, get it, kids? Communism bad. Anyway, um, but I like how they were like kind of like these, like they were like they weren't these like nigh omnipotent power things. They were just kind of a thing that make you fight really well and like give you eternal life so you can kick ass for, you know. You can kick ass forever, essentially, is what the Ten Rings do. Um, and there was no, like, collect-a-thon with them. Like, I thought there might be, like, a, oh, we gotta find the Ten Rings before the Mandarin does. I'm like, I'm really glad that wasn't what it was. Um, also, I'll say the climax was pretty, like, they they do fight a big CGI monster. I'll admit, like, not everyone loves that, but, like, it wasn't too long. And also, it kind of it definitely helps with like the characterization of Mandarin of Shung of Katie, um, of Jailing. Like or even also I should, I feel like I'm so scatterbrained right now. I'm so sorry. Clay. Oh no, you're okay. Don't worry. But, about uh, it. 
a lot of stuff goes down in this movie yeah uh, (laughs) i really like i really like shung's aunt like his aunt she's so cool his aunt's an airbender Mm -hmm. no and the thing is like that's like a part of the thing that i didn't really necessarily want to like get too much into but um with the spoil or the spoiler free part but his aunt is his uh, mom's sister and she really taught shang chi one of his like greatest lessons where like hey you have to be yourself you have to be all of the bad Mm -hmm. and even the good that your dad has given you and you have to have all the good things that your mother's given you and that's you and that's how you need to portray your power Mm -hmm. and that's ultimately how he bested his dad and it was just such a cool moment when mm -hmm. like because you saw like how when Wu never really believed his son was necessarily strong enough to wield the rings, but it's almost like the rings chose him and everything mm-hmm. like that. And it was so cool. Like the way the action set pieces was with him, fi- with them fighting each other with the rings and everything was so damn cool. It was, it was nice. Mm. Yeah. Like the way the rings like would obey him, like, cause like they kind of like, they're like a, they're like a status effect where like they increase your strength and you can also use them as like, projectiles and the way like they obey shung and not his father is very very nice nice touch for me also the fact um um we find out the dragon in the trailer is not fing fang foom so which is good because that, that, is might, have been a, that <laughs> might have been a little kind corny. Of offensive <laughs> i mean i don't know what fing fang foom means uh in context of if it might be offensive I don't know, so I'm pretty glad we just kind of negated that altogether. Uh, by the way, that dragon put in some work. Yeah, in this dude, movie. it was doing some heavy lifting. Um, yeah, and uh, so yeah, the the climax is pretty good. Like they fight the big soul like eating monster. Um, you know, Katie kind of saves the day because she like she learns how to. There's a little, there's a little side story, very small, of like Katie learning how to like fight with a bow and arrow and like her kind of befriending this old master of bow and arrow and just like and like this old lady's like you're gonna teach her and he's just like fuck fine i'll teach her (laughs) or something like that and like at the end he's like no it's too dangerous for you and then when the giant soul-sucking monster comes all right just don't die and then she uh she uses like a dragon scaled arrow to save the dragon save shung Save the whole village, essentially. Um, yeah, the movies. This movie's so solid. This movie's so fun. I love this movie. Like, dude, I'm it, gonna call. It, I call yeah. it like I see it. I like it a lot. Nah, dude, I like it a lot too. It's a lot of fun. I'm really excited. And I was talking to you about this, about how my girlfriend had become a really huge fan of Simu Liu through um, Kim's Convenience because it's such a good <laughs> show, and she's really excited to see it. And you know, I was able to give her a good report, and I was like, "Hey, it's gonna be awesome." really excited for you to see it and it's gonna gosh and the movie's a ton of fun guys if y'all haven't seen it yet please go out to a theater and watch it i really Mm -hmm. enjoyed it quite a yeah like just quite a lot um i have not been this excited about an mcu movie since um since you know good old avengers endgame or infinity war or anything like that and you know it's it's a true testament of like gosh these movies are like marvel belongs on the big screen the tv shows are really good and all that kind of jazz honestly it'd be nice to see like it would nice to see loki like 
can you imagine watching Loki on the big screen mm-hmm. or like um like just doing a marathon at a movie theater mm-hmm. in IMAX? That would be fun. Yes. Anyways. Um honestly, but, yeah. Honestly, like Shang-Chi might be like I might be as glad to see him as I am glad to see Ant Man the next time I see Ant Man. You know no, what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And the thing is, can you imagine him interacting with Ant Man? He's like, Oh, yes. well, you're an Ant Man. Uh, uh, okay. <laughs> we both we both live in San Francisco. Oh nice. Okay, that's instantly a perfect team up. Um, exactly. And you know what would also be cool is there's a comic book where um Shang-Chi ch- um teaches um Peter Parker some moves. And oh, yeah, I think like that's he- really cool. Doesn't he help him create his own like Spider-Man martial art? I guess so, because I was, I was like watching that. a YouTube video about it. And I thought that was really fo- thought that was really cool. Uh, so we want to talk about because like the ending of the like the very ending of the movie ties into the first post-credit scene of the movie. Um, so basically, there's this kind of at the beginning of the movie, they're talking with like their friend from high school about like. Oh, when are you guys going to grow up? And then at the end of the movie, they're having dinner again, or they're having drinks with their friend again. And they're telling them about how they like saved the world and stuff. And they don't believe them. And then who comes back, but Mr. Wong himself through one of his, his uh sling ring portals. Just like Shang-Chi is Shang-Chi here. And then, and then he just raises his hands like here. He's like, uh you need to come with me and then he's like okay and then it's like katie come too or whatever like that and so like they disappear and that's when like the credits roll but then you get to the post credit scene um basically uh the rings uh apparently like the rings and shung are like soul bonded or something like the the shung is their is the rings person because apparently the the so like the the rings in the comics are like alien in origin, right? Like they're yeah, yeah, they are. So like apparently the rings are started like have started sending out a signal, and they don't know why, um, mm-hmm. because basically yeah. what you have right there, because you have you have Wong, like standing there with Shung and Katie, but you also have the holograms of Mark Ruffalo, and uh, Brie Larson as Bruce Banner. Not not Hulk, not like Professor Hulk, Bruce Banner, regular Bruce Banner, uh, with his arm still on a sling, and you see Brie Larson as Captain Marvel, which I was not expecting at all. Like like uh, Long's like, yeah, we don't know what this is. It's not in our magical artifact codex, so I have no fucking idea what this is. No, for sure. And then it's crazy. Then uh, then uh, Bruce Banner's like, yeah, I don't know what it is, and then. It's not Shatari tech or anything. And then Captain Marvel's is like, yeah, I don't know either, dog. I don't know what these these rings are. Um, and it's funny well, because she was like, yeah, I'll have she like I'll have Bruce call you. Um, it's like, or, I I'll, I'll have Bruce uh, like text. I'll have Bruce give you my number. And then Bruce is like, I don't I don't have her number. It's like, like she I, does. I, this. I don't have her number. <laughs> it's like she does and, this. And I was like, bro, that's funny. And the post credit scene ends with one of my favorite callbacks in any Marvel movie. So basically in the very near the beginning of the movie, uh, Katie's talking about how she stopped the bully. <laughs> yeah. She stopped the bully from picking on Sean. Or yes, Sean I love this with, part. By singing hotel California by, by the Eagles. And, uh, 
So it's just like, I guess we should better go home. It's just like, but what if we didn't go home? So it's Shung, Katie, and Wong are out at karaoke singing Hotel California. And it's so amazing. Gosh, uh, it was a beautiful moment. Like I said, this is this might as well be the Wong cast. Like, what a great movie moment. Just seeing the three of them in that karaoke booth just singing together. It was amazing. Like, uh, that might be my favorite post-credit scene ever. Like, oh, I love that. It's such a great post-credit scene. And it was so, like, the thing is, is, like, I already love these characters so much. And I'm so endeared to them. Like, I genuinely enjoy these characters so much. It was a great, great film. Yeah, and then there's a second post-credit scene with, um, as it, Zhai Ling, right? Yeah. And okay. real quick, I thought it was really interesting with this post-credit scene because um, earlier um, they were talking about how, yeah, Zhai Ling is going to dismantle uh the 10 rings and she's just taking care of all that stuff so nothing to worry about and little do they know she is de- most definitely not dismantling it she is she's taking girl bossing it she is yes girl bo- she's hashtag feminism <laughs> and taking over the 10 rings and it is now going to be her kind of thing and it's cool because at the end of the post credit scene, as you're seeing all this thing show up, uh, it says the Ten Rings will return. And it's like, ooh, ooh. what's going to happen? I'm so excited. Yeah, no, like, because uh, it was like, that was a little thread from the movie where it's like, she wasn't allowed to train with her brother after their mom passed away. So she like, she taught herself how to fight. And so now, like, she's teaching everyone how to fight. And it's just like, all right, nice. The Death Cult is woke. Good job, Death Cult. Um, no, but this this movie rules. I love uh, this movie so good. I love it. It's like it's a fantastic movie. Like, it's a good time. Go get your popcorn. Go get your drink and just enjoy yourself. That's all I can really say. And it's like one of those movies, like, definitely go out. You know, wear your mask if you if you want to wear your mask and everything like that. If you're well, if you're unvaccinated, technically you shouldn't be going to the theaters anyways because they don't want you to be going to the theaters right now. Uh, most of the theater chains have that rule and, and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. But um, if you want to wear a mask to make you feel more comfortable in the theater, I think the th- people in the theaters are doing a really good job. Um, like the theater we were in was very clean. Um, yes, it looked really nice. Um, I think that they're really doing a great job taking care of the theaters so that people feel more safe. Mm-hmm. But with that said, um, definitely check this movie out in the theaters and let us know what you think. But with that said, I don't know if I have much to say about Shang-Chi anymore. It's a great it's a great film. Check mm-hmm. it out. And it's it's a ton of fun. So, yeah, we're going to definitely try to get this. Um, podcast out as soon as possible for everybody who's wanting to you know know our thoughts know know our thoughts and also just be able to have a little discussion about shang chi so thank you all for listening and everything like that but yeah we have anything else you want to say before we get to our next and final topic uh no i think just uh all the actors do a great job the director did a great job um the only thing, the only thing that missed, like the only thing that I missed in this movie is a Stan Lee cameo, and we can't uh, have that. Of course, so. that's sad. But I, I really like this movie. is good. I, I like it a lot. I think you would too. 
No, for sure. It's definitely a lot of fun. I thoroughly recommend it. I don't really know how, like, I don't really like giving number ratings Mm -hmm. to movies anymore because it's just so archaic to me. But just know that this would be a high rating for me, a very high rating. Uh, It wouldn't quite be a 10 out of 10 or anything like that because every film has their issues. Not all films are um, Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers. That's a film, in my opinion, that is a perfect movie. And same with like um, The Empire Strikes Back or Mm -hmm. um, A New Hope or anything like that. Like, sure, those movies are perfect. But the thing is, this movie is still fantastic and it is worth your time. So please definitely check this out and yeah let's go into our next set of news so um avatar the last airbender movies will be cgi animation as according to nickelodeon ceo brian robbins and this comes from i believe he was talking with screen rant i don't know if this is originally who he was talking to but i like i learned it through screen rant but anyways um this is the quote um about them using cgi as opposed to 2d animation which has been typically what has been used in the avatar television shows and everything like that it said in one of it said in one of the other big projects that we're working on on the theatrical front is avatar we've signed a deal to bring back the original creators of avatars back into the studios we, they started Avatar Studios, and they're um, well on their way in developing a series of CGI, of CG films, and a new Avatar series. And um, I think that this, um, I really think that this quote can be taken two different ways. He could be saying a CG movie and a 2D series. That mm-hmm. could be something that he says, and it really just depends on what you're kind of thinking, because here's the deal. I tweeted about this, and Chance, I'll let you chime in here real quick mm-hmm. as well, but I, sorry if I'm, t- <laughs> I just, real quick, I had something that I, that I brought up um, on, you know, the good old Twitter sphere and all that kind of jazz. Let me see if I can say it. I said that I really hope they approach this more like the folks over at Sony Animation. Get some of the people who um, who worked on Spider-Verse and will totally be on board with CGI as a choice for animation. Just because something's CGI does not mean it's going to look like Blue Sky Entertainment or mm-hmm. any of these other things. CGI can be well done and it can work very well. And at the forefront, if it's a story and the story's good, that's what I care about most. But at the same time, this they really have delved into the um kind of the world of Asian animation, so hopefully they still hold true to that regardless. So hopefully this animation, if they're leaning into it in the CGI way, is going to be more creative and less straightforward than a lot of other things. But regardless of that, I'm kind of concerned about this news, but I'm still kind of seeing some hope and I'm seeing some kind of um, some some misinterpretation going on with this one because he it, it really can be one of two things. But anything anyways, Chance, what are you thinking about this? 
Uh, first of all, can you hear my computer freaking out in the background? Uh, not really. Okay, because it's super loud on my end, and I'm just like, Oi. Why, computer? We were almost done with the recording. Uh, it's it's fan is like super mad. Oh, but yeah. uh, anyway, um, I don't know. I, maybe it's just because I like the 2D animation, and I don't think 2D animation's done enough anymore that I'm not you. super thrilled about this. Um, I guess what I'm what concerns me is I don't want it to look like a video game. Yeah, like. I feel like that's might would be what well, like because that's what first came to my mind is like because like there's because I think there's this new Avatar video game I've seen going around lately and I'm just worried that like it's going to look like a PS4 game that you can play like you know like like the the environments aren't gonna match the characters or something like that like I'm just like if it's if it's like a Spider Verse level quality. You know, I am more than willing to be proven wrong. Mm-hmm. And more than willing to be accepted been, that I've been proven wrong. But I think that, like, I don't know, the 2D is just, like, the 2D that you've already done is so beautifully done already that I'd like to see more of it. You know what I mean? Like, you know, my feelings on some of, on a couple of the seasons of Legend of Korra, like, the animation was beautiful. Like, it doesn't. Uh, it just feels like you're broke, breaking something, or you're trying to fix something that's not really broken. You know, like I don't know. It's just like, are you going to do every single thing 3D? Is it because 3D is cheap, like CG is cheaper to make now? Is that why, or do you have like? I don't want them to do CG just because they can. I want them to do it because they had an idea that they thought would work better in CG. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I think uh, and the thing is, I'm a little worried about that too because I, that is definitely seeming to be the reasoning for it. Because CG, you can create something in less of amount of time, mm-hmm. and it is also less expensive, and it's less like it's just less time consuming now. You know what right. I mean? And so it's like one of those things where it's just I don't know. It's a little worrisome, but at the same time, like. <sighs> I, I just don't know because like it really can be um like it really can be a set of like like I don't know. I the way I see it is I don't know if um Brian Robbins is necessarily the best person to talk about this. And not saying that he doesn't know anything. Like obviously he's the CEO mm-hmm. of a uh, you know, of a company and right. like an entertainment company. And he knows that he know he should at least be savvy with all these things, but maybe he doesn't know the complete techniques. Cause like what I was like, what I'm holding out for a hope for is that um, Brian and Mike, the guys who make, um, who are the original creators of avatar Brike, as a lot of people like to <laughs> affectionately call them. I would hope, that they would be like, okay, if we're doing CGI, it still needs to have these kind of components in order for it to still be like Avatar. You know what I mean? Right. Like, it still needs to have these kind of things in order to make uh, the world look Come a certain life. way. And because the thing is, is like, there is a lot of CGI and for, because I would be okay. Um, 
if the movie was made like Spider-Verse or Mitchell's versus the Machines. Have you seen that movie yet? I haven't. I heard it's really good. Though. Oh, it is so fun. It's definitely a really fun movie, and it's definitely a movie that you should have you know watch with your niece or nephew or something like that they mm-hmm. they would definitely enjoy it but um it's definitely something like that i really believe in brian and mike and i really hope that they um i don't know i hope they don't compromise when it comes to their vision here you know what i mean so yeah yeah like not gonna lie, I will say, if the movie they are doing, hopefully they'll do other stuff in two D. But if they do the, if the movie is like finding Zuko's mom in three D, I'm gonna be a little pissed. Okay, yeah, I hope so. I, I really hope they just lean away from that. Um, and the reason being is because maybe you can just read the comics, or they can just do, or they can just shoot a movie in two D the same exact way. Or, like, make the movie in 2D the same exact way the series was made. Because that would be a little bit jarring. Just imagine them. um, I'll do this as an example because I absolutely hate the animation in this TV show. And this is going to cause a lot of people to get a little peeved at me. But um, Green Lantern, uh, Bruce Timm's Green Lantern animated um, run. Oh, that one. The CGI in that um, series is absolutely horrendous. It looks terrible. I would hate for them to do that to Avatar. That's the type of animation I do not want them to go for. You know what I mean? Yeah, because it's like that style of character, that style of character, but in the 3D, like. Just does not look right. (laughs) No. Like. It's like when they make uh, 3D models of like. uh, I guess that's my other thing. Like 3D models of 2D characters sometimes don't work. Uh huh. And hopefully if they're doing the Avatar, um, hopefully if they're doing the Avatar and like movie and all that stuff in CGI, it's a completely different Avatar than one that we've had before. You know what I mean? Like, oh, sweet. New Earthbending Avatar. Let's get it. Yeah, yeah. Like hopefully it's just that. And gosh, I don't even know what they're going to do. Like, are they going to do an Avatar after Korra or are they going to do one that's in the middle that we haven't heard about yet? Like, oh, I'm just so excited. Honest to God, I hope they adapt that Kiyoshi book. I've heard really good things about that book, too. So have I. I've been meaning to read it. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's it's exciting. I'm really... But the thing is, we're just a ton of spoiled brats here. We're getting more Avatar. Yes, we are. Like, we we're are getting we're... more Avatar, and it's going to be so great. The original creators are at the helm, and I'm so gosh darn excited for it did we cover yeah, this like, when the news dropped for this by the way i don't think we did no we didn't yeah i think, I think we were gonna might've... mention it but the podcast went super long that day yeah that probably could have been it or it could have been one of the things where you know we were in the thick of our studies one of us were at least yeah and then you know now we're all graduated and have no homework anymore which by the way is a great feeling not having homework anymore but Fuck homework yeah yeah exactly <laughs> But yeah, uh, we're getting new avatars. So like, at least that's happening. Hopefully exactly. it's not. But hopefully it's not that like shell shaded, gross animation. It's it's what ifs animation. Okay, here's the deal about what ifs animation though. 
occasionally it wins me over. Like this last it episode. Looked, it does look good occasionally. Like this last episode, they did some really unique stuff. And I was like, hey, this is really good. This is some really cool stuff. The episode before that, not so much. Because it's when when episodes are more samey and they're not doing any like experimental stuff with the way they're like doing like having like portraying their visual language and all that stuff it's a little bit mm-hmm. like eh, blah, 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 neither here nor there but since right. this last episode of what if was so out there it was so damn cool um seeing what they're putting on the um thing because they did a lot of cool 2d stuff they did a lot of cool 3d stuff you can just yes, tell they threw so much money at that series even though the animation um style isn't necessarily like my favorite animation style yeah i agree but yeah Anything else you want to say at the podcast today? Uh, I will say, um, not to hit the alarm bell, but uh, Paramount has decided that they're delaying. They are going to delay the Top Gun sequel oh, yes. and Mission Impossible 7 to next year. So that's just like, I know this is a visual medium, but like I'm going to pinch my fingers really close together and just go, that's a teensy bit concerning. Yeah, and and I get what you mean there. And hey, honestly, the way I see that is less competition for a lot of the movies that are coming out this year. Yes. And I'm okay with that because I want movies to come out this year still, and I want people to watch them. Mm -hmm. And here's the deal. Like, whatever's going to happen, it happens. And honestly... The movies have to come out sometime. But, mm-hmm. hey, you know, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, that's all I got, though. Hey, you know, I'm still so excited for what's happening. Um, this is I know this is going to be like the probably the third podcast in a row where we see this. But, hey, next month, Dune's coming out. So definitely yes. check that out. Um, they had their world premiere in Ven- at Venice Film Festival today. And um, as of recording, because we're recording on the day that, gosh, like so many people in L.A. were able to watch Dunes. All the people in Venice got to watch Dune. Um, Just and a lot of people are really liking it. A lot of people are like, I'm confused. But people are saying that this is the next Lord of the Rings. And they're just really excited to see how the story is going to unfold, because this is part one of the mm-hmm. epic and it's really annoying because warner denis really wanted um warner brothers to approve them shooting the films back to back and i really hope it's not at the detriment of them getting a sequel because a lot right. of people are like it's not a complete story and it's like yeah neither was Duh. Like, neither was the first neither was fellowship of the ring you know what i mean like I think you have to compare it like that because a lot of people are so used to a lot of people are so used to like, like, I don't know. I think it's like a lot of these people reviewing these movies and different stuff like that. I don't think they remember what it's like to have Mm -hmm. a movie and then just not have a resolution or not have something else come directly after it that they already have. Because a lot of people would say, Oh, well, the ending of um, return or the ending of the two towers was kind of anticlimactic. Then, you know what I mean, or anything like that. But yeah, like unless you get pissed off because Fellowship ended with Sam almost drowning, I don't want to hear it. No, 
<laughs> for sure. But uh, regardless of that, um, hashtag watch Dune. Um, but hey, um, you all have a great one. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Box Office Bros out. Thank you for listening to Box Office Bros. Oh, gee, thanks, Dad. You can listen to the podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Stitcher. Podcasts are great. Radio's boring. Have a great day. And see you next time. If I'm not back in five minutes, just wait longer. And now for my next impression, Jesse Owens. Peace out. Later, Tater. End of story. Bye-bye. See you later.